Welcome to the Breadwinner Energy Podcast. I'm your host, Tay Daniels. I'm a multi-business owning wife and mom that lives in the Midwest. I teach women how to be unapologetic in their journey to success, how to stop making decisions out of fear and step into their CEO shoes, to want more for their life, and to build a business that they not only love, but they're extremely proud of. On this podcast, I will be giving you my no BS advice and perspective on business, life, and motherhood. So grab your drink, put on those headphones, or cover your child's ears, and let's get into it. Welcome back to another episode of the Breadwinner Energy Podcast. We are back with another female founder Friday. And we're doing two Melissa's back to back. How crazy is that? Melissa is a small business strategist who is passionate about helping women build a business they can be proud of. Love it. What started as a career as a professional photographer has blossomed into the creation of several brands and businesses and as a passion to teach others how to get started without feeling alone and overwhelmed. Melissa has found the easy button for business and building a business with the creation of the blush pages where entrepreneurs can join the community, find joy in running their business and access the help that they need to build an unstoppable brand. She believes in passion over perfection and the truth that the only superpower you need is you freaking love it. Welcome in Melissa. Can you tell us more about you, your business and your journey? Thanks for having me, Taylor. I'm excited to be here. Yes. So I have been an entrepreneur for over 20 years, and I feel like I'm not old enough to say that, but unfortunately I am. And I have had just a crazy, I don't want to say weird, but eclectic journey, if you will. So I started out back in the day as a handmade card and invitation um, entrepreneur. And I did have a business partner and we had our business for a few years. And it was before websites were as beautiful as they are today. It was it was not great, but we did a lot of word of mouth and we did have a website. And then I transitioned into, um, I don't know if you remember this or any of your listeners remember scrapbooking. It used yeah. to be like this big thing back in the day. It's not so big anymore, but um, I was a scrapbooker. So I was on some um, some teams. I was published in magazines. I worked at a scrapbook store. And through that, I had people find me and ask me and pay me to make their scrapbook pages for them. So they'd give me their pictures and they would tell me, this is what I want. And I would make their books for them. And because I was on scrapbook teams, one of the things as a scrapbooker is having a really good page. And to do that, you have to have a good picture. And in high school, I had taken. I had taken photography, so a couple of years of film photography in the darkroom, and I loved it. And so I decided, you know what? I'm going to go and I'm going to learn more. So I signed up for an online course. I learned all I could, and then I hired a mentor. And through that process, as a lot of entrepreneurs probably have a very similar story, I started getting people asking me to take their pictures. And I became a professional photographer for for families and weddings in Southern California. And I did that for about 10 years. I had some NFL football clients as some of my some of my clients, which I love football. So I was very proud of that. (laughs) 
It was amazing. Through that process, through the photography process, I was a mentor in the photography community. So I got to mentor photographers, hundreds of photographers, maybe even thousands, to be honest with you, around the world to help them find their niche, to help them market themselves better. Because, you know, as entrepreneurs, we throw ourselves in the ring and we learn how to market and we learn how to brand ourselves and we learn how to do all the bookkeeping and all the things that it does, that it takes to be an entrepreneur. And so I got to help a lot of newer photographers find that. And through that process, I realized just how much I love helping women build businesses, help them find their voice and find their passion. And I was a photographer um, until my my third child, my daughter, was born. And so after she was born, I my husband was an airline pilot and I had I have three kids, by the way. Sorry, I should have said that. I have three kids. Okay. Um and after she was born, I was like, I don't know how I'm gonna be able to do this because my husband was gone three to five days out of the week and I was trying to run a business while raising three children. And yeah. then um I I fell into my network marketing company that I'm a part of, which I had no intention of doing, by the way, ever, and became uh, the top rank in the company within two years. And in that process, I was like, you know what? I just love helping people build businesses. So I created my, uh, it's called the Blush Pages. So I have my network marketing company and my Blush Pages company. So the Blush Pages helps women entrepreneurs learn how to build businesses online. So I feel like that was a really long answer to your question, but there's just the Cliff Notes version of my story. (laughs) I love it. And I feel like this is such a perfect interview. We are so very similar. Um, You know, I, again, started also being a mom and then at one point was a single mom. And with my agency, we worked with wedding professionals. We, we do work with wedding professionals and photographers as well. And I really loved business building as well, which pushed me into coaching. And similarly to, you know, my husband's a state trooper. So him being gone and you doing majority of the kids stuff, it is really challenging. So I absolutely am so excited to chat today because I just feel like this is, we're just so very similar in so many ways. I think Yay. our audience love it. Yes, yes, me too. Yes. So we usually start with some hot seat questions. Um, we'll just kind of rapid fire. The audience will get to know you a bit better, how you think, um, you know, how you spend your days and your life. And we'll ask too for some, you know, best advice. And then we'll do our bonus question and you can tell everyone where to find you. So are you ready for hot seat questions? I am ready. Let's do it. First is, where are you from? So I'm from San Diego. So you you were born and raised in Born California. and raised in San Diego. We lived there for, I lived there until I got married. And then two years into our marriage, we moved to Arizona for, for my husband to finish some of his flight school training. And then we moved back to San Diego. We were there for a while. And then six years ago, we moved up here to Central Oregon. So cool. Do you love it there? I do. I do not love the cold. Yeah. <laughs> Don't love that, but it's beautiful here. It's we have a great community. It is gorgeous. So I do love it, but I miss San Diego too. 
I love it. One of my friends, also in the industry of photographers, she lives in Oregon. Me and my husband looked at there at one point, but we decided no. But yeah, the cold, we have cold here too in the Midwest. In Missouri, it's lots of snow and it's not fun. It's not fun. No, it is not. We just got back from Cancun and I was hoping that when we got back, the weather here would be nice and warm and it's not. Yes. (laughs) If you could see me right now, I'm in a hat and a puffy jacket. Oh my gosh. It is so cold. Yes. We went to Florida a couple weeks ago and it was like eighties and nineties all week. It was beautiful. And then we got home and it had been hot here. And we then right when we got home, it was like sixties. And I was like, ew. I know. I hate that. Yes. Okay. What is your favorite book of all time? Oh my gosh. (laughs) That is, I was not prepared for this. Well, I mean, if we're going to go, I'm going to be a little cliche and say the Bible because I cannot think of another book right now. That's so well, awful. I mean, it's not awful that the Bible's making. Maybe one will pop up. You'll yes. have one in mind. <laughs> I know. Let me think of that. After, we're, after we talk a little bit more, maybe a book will come to mind. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> if you could change one thing about our industry, what would it be? that more people would talk about the highs and the lows. I think that Instagram has done a really good job of inspiring us, but it has also done a really good job of having people think that other people's lives are so easy. And Mm -hmm. I really wish more people in our industry would talk about the struggles and maybe show themselves not perfectly made up and their homes not perfectly picked up. I think it's becoming a little bit more that way, but I want people to know that I'm just like you and I have really bad days just like you. And my fight to where I'm at right now does not look easy. Um, It was not easy. Sorry. Maybe it looks easy, but it was not. And I think a lot of other people that are in the industry that have been in the industry for a long time, um, don't maybe don't do it on purpose to make it look easy, but it kind of can discourage newbies. Yes. I could not agree more. And I, this is also why I do life coaching with business coaching, because I've said forever, you know, you have to have your life and your home in order to be able to be present in your business in order for it to run successfully. And I could not agree more when people see you online or see your highlight reel. A lot of times we think we're being inspiring, but they think, well, that can never be me, right? Like I have debt or I have these issues, but I think making it more known that this is where I'm at now because of the things I've been through and life is 50, 50. And for every good day, there's a bad day. And for all good experiences, there's bad experiences. And so I could not agree more. I love that you said that. I like that you have, that you said you have to have your life and your home in order in order to be successful in your business. I, I a million percent agree with you there. And a lot of people that are just jumping in or really have only been in the industry for a year or two may not understand the importance of that. Mm-hmm. And I think like personal development, life coaching, all of those things are like instrumental to success in business. Because oh, yeah. for those of us that have been doing this for a long time, like when I first started this, personal development was not a thing. It was not a thing. And when you get thrown into the fire of entrepreneurship, you you learn real fast <laughs> that you better know who you are and how to combat a lot of the voices in your head and, and the worthiness and all, all of the things that I'm sure you deal with with a lot of your clients every single day. I just wish that – I wish more people would talk 
about the real things. And so if there's anybody listening today, know that if you do share real life stuff, you're inspiring others that are watching you and you don't look weak. I think yep. that that might be part of it. Is a lot of people yeah, think, well, if I share that, then I'm not going to be looked at as the authority. Yeah. Or like you can't be successful, right? Like right. they think if I have a bad day or if I have these issues, I can't be a successful person. And this is why I'm so open about the fact that in year two, three of my business, I went through a nasty divorce. I was a single parent. I was broke. I left an abusive relationship. And when I was in the thick of it, I didn't share it because I felt so ashamed and so low. But then I finally decided, you know, a year or two later to share this with people because I was like, you know, people need to know that you can still go through these periods and come out successful or be successful. And that doesn't make you less of a person. Right. And I bet you inspired so many people by sharing that. Yeah. So many people were DMing me and like, then they felt safe to like share, like I'm in this space right now and I don't know how to get out of it. And that was, you know, really kind of opened the floodgates to like, these women need support and they're going through real life shit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So good. Mm. So what are the most helpful resources that have helped you along the way? I know you said self-development and mentorship, which are like my two go-tos, but do you have any other resources too? Well, I mean, I'm thinking back to, I don't know how applicable this would be for those listening, but um, I guess it would be community, community in the space that you are in. So I'm thinking back to the days of my online forums and photography and how resourceful that was for me to have that support from peers to be able to encourage and ask questions to, because that, I mean, that was invaluable to me. Yes. Um, I like, like, like you already mentioned, personal development, specifically the Enneagram, that has been the biggest thing for me. I, I mean, so much so that I became a certified Enneagram coach because I, it changed the way that it, that I view myself and my business. Yeah. Incredible. So yeah, personal development and community. Yes. I could not agree more. Community is everything. And I honestly sometimes kick myself because I'm like, I wish I would have created and built and got into communities quicker than I did because I think that would have been a huge game changer because it can be so lonely, especially if you're a mom and you work from home and it's just you and the kids and then just the business in front of you and you feel like I have little to no adult interaction and the adult interaction I have, they don't get it. They don't get entrepreneurship or they don't, you know, live it. And so it's like so lonely. I know. I know. Yes, absolutely. And then to the Enneagram thing, I love this because I, I think the Enneagram really is where I like stepped my toes in and then I was all in that I was like human design and astrology and all the things. And that was really where I stepped into like really understanding who I was. And like you said, uh, no one knew that entrepreneurship was going to be more like a PhD in (laughs) (laughs) self-development. It's so true. I love it. So do you help your students also uncover their Enneagram and how they use it to their own benefit? I do, but I, I have a course that helps you understand that more. I used to do one-on-one coaching, and that's yeah. on pause right now because, as you know, be, working with people one-on-one is very time-consuming, and yes. I want to be able to give everything that is deserved, and I can't do that right now. So I yep. have more of like a blanket course that can reach more people. I love that too. And that's another thing too with, um, I know there's so much 
stuff in the industry about one-to-one coaching versus group coaching, which is ultimately actually why I grew my program, my group coaching program that is one-to-one with group. But it's because, you know, everyone thinks like if I'm not with a coach one-to-one, I will not grow or have massive success. But honestly, a group coaching program for me was where I had my most success and that's where my students have. And it was because of the community aspect. So I think, you know, just from that side of things, it's even though it could be scary to be like, I'm about to be in a group of these women who I don't know who I'm going to open myself up to. Um, I think once you really dive in, you're like, wow, I've really found my people. And so, yeah, I, I like that you said that too. Cause I think a lot of people think, Oh, coaches just go to, to group because of the money and they just want more money. But I think from a consumer side, it's so impactful. Oh my gosh. When you hear other people asking questions that you have either asked yourself or were afraid to ask, I mean, the group coaching thing is really magical. It It really is. is. Yeah. And I've made some of like my very, very good friends from there. Um, And it's just like your space of people who just freaking get it. Like they just get it. Yes. Yes. Love it. What do you wish you knew before starting your career? that that personal development was going to be huge yes sometimes yeah. do you feel like sometimes it overtakes your life like you're so aware that it's like almost frustrating a little bit and cuz cuz you can really go down rabbit holes with certain things <laughs> you got to be careful with that um but you're right once you once you know something you can't not know it and then you can't yeah. shut it off so yes. Yes, it can be all-consuming sometimes. <laughs> I agree. Like getting into it was like, wow, this is so so interesting, and wow, it's so cool. And then it got to a point that I was like, wow, I'm really self-aware. And then it got to a point I was like, I wish I wasn't so self-aware. <laughs> yes, I'd rather be ignorant. Yes, sometimes. <laughs> I mean, kind of. <laughs> yes. What is your top strategy for online business? Such a loaded question. <laughs> Consistency. Yep. And I know that sounds so, um, I guess, cliche or blanket, but when you, I mean, the power of consistency is bigger than a lot of people give it credit for. It does so much for yourself, for your business and your audience. One mm-hmm. of the things that I say it to, to a couple of my recent students is that when you are consistent with your business, not only is it great for your audience? But it's great for you because sometimes you can sit there and say, I have this laundry list of things to do. What do I do? Yeah. If you are consistent every day, I'm going to just use social media as an example. By showing up every day in some capacity, and that doesn't mean that you have to talk about your business, but yeah. showing your life, it gives you something to do for your business and it it gives your audience this trust. They know what they can expect from you. And we all know the, that in order for people to buy from you, they have to know, like, and trust you. And if you're consistent, they're getting to know who you are because hopefully you're showing a little bit of who you're, what, you, what your life is like. And mm-hmm. you're talking about your business and becoming that expert in their eyes. So they're trusting you and hopefully liking you. So if you're yeah. consistent, it does a lot of things. 
Yeah. And I think too, what what people don't know is not only is this also going to build trust with yourself, because then you're going to learn to trust yourself and show up even when it is hard. But I also want to take this back to social media, um, because I think there's this conception that business is easy and people are having these overnight success stories and they're making all this money. And so when you do it and, and, you know, three, six months in, or even a year in, it's not going to plan. Then you're like, well, I'm, must quit because, you know, everyone else online, they're having these massive stories and amounts of money come and it's not happening for me. So I must be doing something wrong where that's not true at all. And a lot of times it's, you don't hear the success stories until they've completely blossomed. Like I didn't hit six figures until I was four years into business. Like, you know, some people now are like hitting it in six, six months or 12 months. And so being really consistent with yourself in a way of, I'm committing to myself and to this journey, no matter how long it takes. Mm -hmm. Yes. I love that. Committing to yourself. I love that. Yeah. So I think when looking at your business, I could not agree more that just being consistent in whatever it is that you're doing and building that trust with, again, yourself and your people. So Mm -hmm. such good advice, (laughs) which leads us to your best advice for women in business. I'm going to bring it back to self-development with the fact of knowing that you are worth it. The idea of worthiness, I think, is very difficult for a lot of people, specifically women. And I don't think we have enough people speaking into us because, let's be honest, we are doing all the things and we have a hard time sometimes asking for help, even receiving (laughs) compliments. And when when we can embrace who we are, and love ourselves for who we are, accept the compliments, accept the help, and know that that is not weak, that we take the time for ourselves, not just our families. Yes. When we know that we are worth it, then everything changes. Confidence level changes, the strategy changes, the, like, everything changes. So I would say any women listening here, you have everything that you need to be successful right now. And you are worth it all. Yes. I freaking love it. I love that you said ask for help. A lot of us feel like asking for help makes us weak, like you said, or, you know, like we can't ask for help. And I could not agree more that when you take care of you and you fill your cup, You get to be a better mom, a better wife, a better business owner. The things in your life get better because you're filling up your cup first. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Love it. Such great advice. Okay, we're going to go into our bonus question. We ask everybody the same bonus question. If you had to write a book tomorrow, what would you write about? (laughs) (laughs) Self-development. Wow. The book questions are stumping me today. Um, I, I would, I would want to write, I would want, I guess I would want to write about, um, the real journey in entrepreneurship. Um, there's a lot of great books out there for sure. Um, but I have found that there's still kind of missing some like either real life stories or applications. And I don't Mm want to say they're fluffy, but some of them are. And I, I guess I would just want to be like, here, here is, here it is, here it is, here's, here it is, good, bad, and ugly. I love it. I would definitely be buying that book. I am such a no bluff person, and 
Yeah, I'm going to need you to, to write that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get right on that. Yes, please do. I'm going to need a signed copy. <laughs> okay. If I do that, I will sign your copy. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> I would definitely love to read that. I couldn't agree more, though. The industry can be fluff, and it, it serves nobody. And sometimes it's just like peeling back the curtain to be like, this is real life. And it's not pretty. But what do you do? Exactly. Well, and going back to what we talked about just a few minutes ago with not people having a hard time maybe even sharing their struggles, yeah. when I think that a lot of people in the industry f- fluff it up, for lack of better words, because they don't want they, they don't want to scare people, but they also don't want to make themselves look bad. I don't, I don't know. Maybe not. I could be wrong. That's just the impression that I've got with certain books or podcasts or, you know, courses. Yep. They fluff it up because they don't know what else to say and they want to make themselves look better. Yeah. I do think part of it comes from maybe like ego. And then the other part of it, I think that it's the online norm. Like for, for so many people, that's what they're seeing. And so they're just replicating it. But I guarantee you, it, it will only take a few people to like open the curtain and, and other people will follow trend. It's typically how it happens. But, you know, you just have to get those few people that are just like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to share. And you like it or you don't. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're right. You're right. Well, thank you so much for being here today. And thank you so much for sharing your story and all of your amazing advice with these women. So could you please tell the listeners where they can find you? Well, thank you for having me. It has been so fun. Yes, I hang out. My favorite place to hang out is Instagram. And you can find me at M. Kohler, and that's K-O-E-H-L-E-R, almost like the faucets and toilets. Um, (laughs) Or you can go to my website at melissacohler.net. Perfect. I will have it all linked below in the show notes. You guys can click down below. Go give Melissa a follow. Say hello. Hang out with her. Check out her hopefully upcoming book. (laughs) And as always, thank you so much for listening.